Hey, it's Sandals Church Online Time, and that means that you are starting out your week strong, joining this, this global community in worshiping, singing, hearing a message from God, and giving together. My name is Jeff, and I am your online campus pastor. If you're new to Sandals Church, we are so glad that you joined us. I wanna let you know that 23 years ago, our lead pastor, Matt Brown, and his wife, Tammy, started Sandals Church in their living room with just eight people, and they had this vision of desiring a church that's all about being real. If you're watching online and, and you see a chat window or, or you're at that anywhere location, please reach out and we promise that we will reach back to you. You can, let, you can let that chat host know that you're new by typing in the word new, or you can connect with your Sandals Church Anywhere host, letting them know that you're new, you would like to know more about us, and you can always go to sandalschurch.com slash next. Well, we are going to sing right now, and that's one of the ways that we worship. Worship is personal and it's also, it's also expressive. So however you express your praise and thanksgiving to God, this is the time to do it. So let's sing and worship together right now. They say this mountain can be moved. They say these chains will never break. But they don't know you like we do. There is power in your name. We've heard that there is no way through. We've heard the tide would never change. They haven't seen what you can do. There is power. There is power in your name. So much power in your name. Move the unmovable, break the unbreakable. God, we believe. God, we believe for it. From the impossible, we'll see a miracle. God, we believe. God, we believe.
God can take something that was messed up, broken, and use it to do great things. See, your past does not define you. Jesus Christ does. The only God that can take the book of your life, go back in the past, erase that, and say, no, there's something else written for this person. He's rewriting your history. He's rewriting your history. He's rewriting your history. All things work together for the good of them that serve him, that love God. He's rewriting your history. He's rewriting your history. I can just sit right there just for a moment. He's rewriting my history. The past is in the past. And I'm free at last. The past is in the past. Yes, I'm free at last. The past is in the past. And I'm free at last. I said the past is in the past. And I'm free at last. Yes, I'm free. Show me what freedom looks like. Come on. Come on. Show me what freedom looks like. All over this room. Show me what it looks like. Come on. I want to see what freedom looks like. Show the world what freedom looks like. Come on. Show your friend. Show your family. Show the world. Show today's culture what true, real freedom looks like. precious blood of Christ. He's rewriting my history. And he covers me with destiny. Come on, sing it over yourself. He's making all things right. The precious blood. Come on. He's rewriting my history. Destiny, he's making all things right. Come on, one more time. He's writing, he's rewriting my history. Yeah, yeah, and he covers me with destiny.
man, come on now. That is what I'm talking about. Thanks so much for singing with us. I feel like I'm ready to go. I'm energized. I'm like, come on, let's go. I'm ready for service. If you just got here, my name is Jeff. And if you are here, then that means that, that you're someone who watches online. And if you're someone who watches with your, your community group, then that's awesome. If you're someone who watches with your sales church anywhere, family, that is awesome. We're so glad you're here. This service is designed for adults and youth, but, but if you have kids, young kids, I want you to know that we love coming alongside you as you help your kids grow in their faith journey with Jesus. Make sure after this service, you can help your kids go to kids.sanoschurch.tv where they can learn what it means to be real with themselves, God, and others. And I'm telling you, I promise you, you will enjoy it too. As a parent, you will enjoy watching sandalskids.tv. Come on. Hey, if there is one thing we all need in our world today, it's prayer. I think we all can agree to that. Yes, we need change of all kinds in our personal lives, but we also need change beyond things that we can control. And before we do anything, we must seek God in prayer. And every third Sunday of the month, we take time and pray over you, others, and for what God wants to happen in our world. This Sunday, after our 8.15 a.m. service, I will be leading us in a time of prayer. Join me as I read your comments and pray for you live on our Sandals Church Facebook page. Our world needs change, healing, and hope. And it always should start with prayer. I hope to see you there. Well, I'm super excited right now because after five weeks of much needed rest and time to hear from God, our lead pastor, Matt Brown, is back. And I'm telling y'all, y'all ain't even ready. He's got a powerful word for us. We are continuing in our series, Win in Rome, which is all about how to live like Jesus in a culture that doesn't. Well, today he is going to tell us exactly how to do just that. Here is our lead pastor, Matt Brown. Hey guys, welcome to Sandals Church. So glad you are here. It's good to be back. Hope that you guys all enjoyed your summer. I know I enjoyed mine. And I uh, just want to say thank you to everybody. If my voice sounds like I'm sick, like I got the vid, I don't have it. Um, I've been reading all week long uh, the audio version of my book. So it's going to be on audible.com. So praise God, we got through that. Um, and I learn I still struggle with reading. So um, but I just want to say thank you to everybody that's been so supportive for that. Uh, my book hit number one on uh, Christian books uh, for one day. <laughs> for one day. At my, at my age, you got to just celebrate what you can. One day. There was a moment. Uh, but thank you so much for everybody who's been so supportive. And I'm looking forward to that coming out. And just be praying for me as I engage with press and a lot of people that don't like Jesus or Christians. So that's going to be super fun. So... Today I want to talk about how to approach controversial issues, okay? That's like every Tuesday now, amen? I mean, it just, it just, I just feel like we're just rolling from one controversial issue to the next. You know, the election, racism, you know, uh, the pandemic. And now today we're going to talk about vaccines. So I just want to encourage you to just really pray about your attitude. And again, if, if you're watching today just to hear what I say about vaccines and you don't go to our church, God bless you, I love you, but I'm not your pastor. This is for the people that I pastor. This is for the people that I care about. This is for the people that I love. And uh, you can write whatever you want on social media, but you're not the one that's dealing with families who are hurting, who've lost, who have lost loved ones. And so I'm coming at this today from a pastor's heart. And, uh, and that's my job, that's my calling, that's my role. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a conspiracy theorist or a wacko. So, I mean, the last one is... Whatever. Thank God my wife's not in here. She's like, well. So let's read God's word together. And then let's just say a prayer and we're gonna jump right into it. So we're still in Romans 14 today, verses 13 through 23. Just listen to this verse. So let's stop condemning each other. Some of you just need to park right there. Decide instead to live in such a way 
that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. I know and I am convinced, this is the Apostle Paul, writer of half the New Testament. He says, I know and am convinced on the authority of the Lord. Oh, he just dropped that one, didn't he? The Lord Jesus, that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it's wrong, then for that person, wait for it, it's wrong. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating, listen, this is a big word, ruin someone else for whom Christ died. Then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. For the kingdom of God, not your kingdom, not my kingdom, not America's kingdom, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy, right? You wanna know why we're not experiencing any of that? Because we're not in his kingdom. But a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you. So then let us aim for harmony in the church. That's what Sandals is, a church. Let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, all foods are acceptable, but it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble. You may believe that there's nothing wrong with what you're doing, but keep it between yourself and God. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. Stop there, because we're gonna talk about that. But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. For you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, whoa, you are sinning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, so many of us, God, we're, we're sinning right now. We're sinning in the way that we, we feel towards others. We're sinning, Lord, in the way that we're acting and behaving. God, there's a contradiction between what we believe is right and what we're doing. God, make that right today. And help us, Lord, as we live in this society of controversial issue after controversial issue after controversial issue. God, help us not to be a people full of controversy, but of conviction. Lord, bless us today and change our hearts. And really, God, let us get to the heart of the issue. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so how to approach controversial issues? Fill in the blank, whatever the issue is. And let me just say this. We only talk about things that are controversial because if we all agree, we don't talk about it, okay? You and your wife in your marriage, you're not gonna fight over issues that don't matter. And it might be the, you know, the toilet paper might matter to them. What matters to you is you think that's dumb and you're passionate about it. Why are you passionate about things that you think are dumb? Just roll it her way. That's what I say. So I'm like, oh, Pastor, you, you lost me. I can't even listen to the vaccine because there's one way to roll toilet paper and it's over the falls. I don't care. I just want toilet paper, amen? That's all I want. Listen to me. Never, never let the issue become more important than the person. Never. I don't care what it is. If America has one problem today, if Sandals has one problem today, if your small group has one problem today, if you have one problem today, it's that you've made the issue bigger than the person. You've got to care about the person like you care about the issue. Romans 14, 13. So let's stop condemning each other. Do you know why you condemn people? Because you don't care about them. You say, well, they're my enemy. Yeah, but Jesus died for his enemies. Some of you celebrate their death because you care more about being right than you care about people being right with God. Listen to this word, decide. Instead, to live in such a way 
that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. Look, some people, God forgive us, amen? Some people are happy when the unvaccinated die. Well, they should have known better. Others, the sickness is on both sides. Others are happy when the vaccinated die. See, I told you it's a scam. Who are you? Let me just tell you this. On the day of judgment, what if God just deals with you the way you've handled this vaccination crisis? Some of you are happy when people are wrong and face consequence. Is that how you want God to treat you? Most of us care more about the issue than people. That's the bottom line. Can I just be honest with you? Why sandals is the size it is? It's because we put people first over issues. It's not that we don't care about the Bible. Here's the thing is, some churches are small because they care about small issues more than they do about lots of people. And they would be rather be right in their little tiny church and their little tiny fort than ever actually doing what Jesus commanded them to do. He didn't say protect the fort. He said, attack the gates of hell. And so if you're watching right now, getting ready to write your article and you go to First Baptist, us four and no more. Listen, I'm not always right but I am right about God's heart for people. And he loves people. He loves people. And the entire context of Romans 14 says this. The apostle Paul says, there are theological issues of which I am convinced and Jesus is on my side. But I will not let that come first over you. He cares about you. The first 12 chapters of Romans is theological. And that's where many of you stop. And then in verse 12, there's a therefore. Because of what Christ did, it needs to affect what we're doing. And we gotta look at this. We gotta examine this. And we gotta say, you know what? I care about people. And some of you, man, you're rooting, you're rooting for the vaccine to be bad. What is that about? Let me tell you something. Most of Americans are gonna die and stand before God and they don't know Jesus. That means I'm rooting for the vaccine to work. Because if they die before they hear about Jesus, they face eternity apart from God. And that should break your heart. And some of you are disgusted because you're rooting for people who are, are not scientists, not scientific, anti-medicine, you're rooting for them to get sick and die. That's not Jesus. That's a different spirit in you. And some of you don't know this, but there are different spirits. There's a Holy Spirit and there's a spirit the Lord sent King Saul. It was a spirit of lying and torment and anger. And that's not the spirit you want. So what we gotta do is we just gotta say, you know what, God? I'm gonna care more about people than I do the issue. I love them. We can have opinions on issues. I have opinions. I know that's hard for some of you to believe. <laughs> but I care about people and I wanna see them come to Christ. Number two, leave room for differences in opinion. If you're married, just park there for like the next 30 years. If you have children, just stop right there. We have differences in opinion over all kinds of issues. Man, if I asked my children when they were little, hey, where do you want to go on vacation? Everybody would have been miserable with the choice I made because they wouldn't all vote on it and decide and agree. You don't believe me? Ask your kids, where do you want to eat for dinner tonight? No matter what you pick, somebody's going to be mad. This is ridiculous. My parents made me have a milkshake. You just gotta, you just gotta, you just have to understand. And this is so hard for some of us to comprehend how someone could possibly think differently than me. 
That's not the Lord, that's arrogance. It's arrogance. Man, on a, a weekly basis, I get emails from people on the left who think people on the right are crazy, like Hitler, gonna take over and take away their freedoms. And then I read an email from people on the right who think people on the left are crazy and they're like Hitler and they're gonna take over us. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Listen to me. As long as we are centered on God, we will never be to the left enough for some and we will be ne never be to the right enough for others. We have to be centered on God. The apostle Paul has strong feelings about food. He says, I'm right. He says, it's okay for you to have your opinion. Matter of fact, he doesn't say, it's okay for you to be wrong. That's all I would have said. <laughs> he actually says, you need to follow your conviction. What if we just treated each other that way? What if we just started allowing others to follow their convictions? I, I, someone help me, but I thought that's what liberty used to mean. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe liberty meant everybody does what I say. I thought that was totalitarianism, but you know, I could have gotten it wrong. I thought liberty was, you know, you, you do you and I, and I do me. And we figure this out together. And here's the issue. Some of you in small groups, some in your families, you would rather talk about issues on the left and issues on the right, and you never talk about God. Because you're more left or you're more right than you are centered on God. Romans 14, 14. He says, I know, I know, that's a powerful word. I might say, I think, I pray, I hope. Paul says, I know and am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can say that when you wrote half the New Testament. And listen to me, Fred. We don't open our Bibles to first Fred, second Fred, third Fred. But we do open our Bibles to what Paul says. And he says, I know and am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. Paul's convinced of that. Why was he convinced of that? Because he wanted to reach non-Jewish people for Christ. I grew up Baptist, we don't drink. We don't drink and we don't dance. That's what the devil does, amen? Even when you're married, man, Baptists are concerned. You know, they're concerned. Don't you have sex, that might lead to dancing. There's gonna, be, there's gonna be little sweet old Baptist ladies that I grew up going up to Jesus. <clears throat> Excuse me, Lord, I don't think you should be drinking that. <laughs> He's gonna say, oh, Mildred, this is the new wine. Have a sip, have a sip. It's good. It's good, thus saith me, amen? Thus saith me, yeah. He's the only one that can say that. He says, in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it's wrong, listen to me. You are free in Christ. You are not free to violate your conscience. You're not. If the Holy Spirit's convicting you about something, you gotta stop. Tammy and I, you know, we were on vacation for a month and we're trying to, we're trying to find a show to watch together. And that's hard because we don't like the same things. We like each other. You know, at least I like her but we don't like the same things, you know? Like I'll tell my wife, hey, let's watch, let's watch this Marvel movie. She'll give me 30 seconds, you know? She thinks it's weird that I like watching men in tights with superpowers. <laughs> but she likes watching murder mysteries where the husband always did it. I'm like, what, what are we doing? I don't need three hours, he killed her. So we're trying to find a show, and so, and so we found a show. And, and there was nudity in it. For some of you, that doesn't bother you. It, it doesn't bother you. It didn't bother my wife. I told her, I said, I, I can't watch this. I can't watch this. So I walked out of the room. But you know what the problem was? I could still hear it. Look at these ears. I could hear. 
I can hear you right now. And I just told her, I said, sweetheart, I'm convicted this is wrong for me. It's wrong for me. My wife doesn't stumble when she sees female bodies naked. I don't understand it. Doesn't, doesn't do a thing for her. For me, it's like, you know, I'm, 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 not, I'm not right. I'm not right. And I just said, hey, you know, I'm 50, but I ain't dead. It's not for me. And we had to have that conversation. And I said, I love you. This is not for me. I, it's not, I'm not saying it was wrong for her. It's not right. I said it's wrong for me. And I'm, I'm convicted. And listen to me. Here's where religion goes wrong. What we've tended to do is we've said what's wrong for me is wrong for everybody. That's why I'm writing this book on the Enneagram because Christians need to wake up. We all sin, but we don't all sin the same way. And that's what religion does. Religion says, oh, this happened one time, so therefore we're gonna make this law for everybody, which is part of the reason America's so jacked. Sometimes we just gotta go, yeah, that person was weird. Yeah, that's a bummer, you know? They're a psycho. We don't have to make rules for all the non-psychos. But that's what keeps happening in America. We think we need a law and a rule for everything. America's more religious than religious people today. It's sick. Then for that person, it's wrong. Now that's hard for some of you because you're not mature yet. I hope you get there. I hope you get there at some point in your life. You're gonna have to be able to say, look, you might be able to enjoy a glass of wine. I can't enjoy a glass of wine because one, one glass leads to two and two leads to three and three leads to a problem. And you need to be able to say, that's not for me. But if you're in small group and it's the Lord's Supper and you know you have somebody that's an alcoholic in your group, what do you think you need to do? Not drink. Not drink. Same thing if somebody's battling diabetes and they're trying so hard. And let's be honest, weight is not the same issue for all of us. Some of you look at a donut and yeah, I swolled. That's just the way it is. And you need to care about that person. You need to care about that person and their battle and their struggle. It needs to matter to you. You don't just chew on, you know, a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. I'm sorry, you can't partake. You need to care about the person. I'm just exercising my liberty. Sorry, that was a Jeff Y moment. <laughs> See, then for that person, it's wrong. So how do I approach controversial issues? Let, let me just really, really rest here. Consider the eternal ramifications of your behavior. I don't know who sent me the email this week about the lady who's stripping for Jesus. I don't know who that was. Uh, thank you for that. Um, I don't know how you found the article. I don't know why you thought, Holy Spirit, yeah, I'm gonna send this to Pastor Matt, but thank you. But there's this woman who says, she says, the, Lord, the Lord's given me freedom and I'm just gonna be naked for Jesus. And oh, by the way, make millions of dollars. I'm sure it's all about Jesus. Let me tell you something. You causing others to stumble sexually has huge eternal ramifications. And that's not the spirit of God she's hearing from. That's the spirit of herself. And that's the spirit of the devil. That's who she's listening to. We don't all just get to walk around. Well, I decided I'm following. I don't feel convicted about anything. Look, there are some things that the Bible says you don't have a choice on. But I've looked all throughout the Bible and there isn't a word called vaccine. Vaccines. And we get all these Christians running around saying, it is biblical, it isn't biblical, it ain't in the Bible. So we gotta do the best we can. And here's what Paul's saying. Do you know why food is relative to vaccines? Because they both go in your body. Whoa. And as human beings, we tend to be okay with others being forced to do things we're okay with. That's not Christianity. And that used to not be America. We gotta be very careful with what we think everybody else should do. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. If you eat it. 
Man, can you imagine if you had a kid in your small group that's allergic to peanuts and they die? And you're like, well, peanuts are my favorite food. Well, Jesus isn't your favorite God. You are. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. It always cracks me up. Anybody fly on airplanes? You fly on airplanes and the captain comes on and he says, uh, hey guys, we're not gonna be able to serve peanuts today because we have a young man with a peanut allergy. And everybody's like, ah, oh, like it's his fault. That five-year-old, ah, oh, the only reason I fly is for the peanuts. Listen to me. Eat your pretzels, shut up, sit down. Don't let your eating ruin someone else for whom Christ died. Why you gotta bring your kid on this airline if they're allergic to peanuts? Why didn't you drive? That's why they invented cars, trains. Do you know Jesus? And that's the problem with our world today. Everybody thinks they're God and everybody needs to adjust to everything they do. What are you doing? Then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. Listen to me, I say this all the time, the gospel is controversial enough. Don't make it more controversial. Matthew 10, 16, Jesus says this, Jesus the almighty cheerleader, man. Sometimes I'm like, Lord, I love you, but let me help you with your pep talks. Can you imagine if Jesus was your football coach? All right, team, we're going out to play the wolves and we're the sheep. <laughs> Jesus, what's their superpower? Teeth and claws. What do we have? Sticky fur. <laughs> and small brains, amen. Okay, huh? Jesus, I love you, but let's work on the pep talk. Look, he says, I'm sending you out as sheep amongst wolves. You know what that means? They got better weapons. There's more of them than there are of us. So be as shrewd as a snake and as harmless as a dove. And some of you are as wicked as snakes and dumb as doves. You got the verse backwards. Pray about it. Why would he say be as shrewd as a snake? because a snake gets one opportunity to strike. So before you send that post, that email, that text, before you email me, is this, is this what I need to bite my pastor with? Hmm. Is this the issue I need to die on in my marriage? Is this where I need to correct my kid? Is this where I need to speak up? As your pastor, I love you. Political issues are usually traps. You can learn a lot from Jesus because he is one of the few religious leaders in the history of the world that is able to avoid those traps. And sometimes, can we be honest? He just had to run. They tried to take him and make him king. He just ran away. And you're not catching the son of God. He's out of there. But sometimes, I already know, you you're, you got your well-crafted email ready for me. Well, what about Nazi Germany? I've gotten that email a thousand times. Thank you. Sometimes we have to engage politically. And like I said, I, I try to be centered on God. That means I, I'm never gonna be left or right enough for some of you. We, have, we, have, we believe different things change the world. But there are some times when we have to speak. And so there are some things that I'm going to be speaking about. I've prayed about them. I've, I've anguished over them. But I have some deep, deep concerns. And I'm gonna speak on those. But I do so very carefully. And I realize, here's the thing, I realize when I speak, I can't please you all. I realize that when I take a stand, I will lose some of you, and I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to lose any of you, but I also have to live in California. See what I'm saying? There's tension there, there's tension. And if you've gone to this church for longer than like right now, you know I, I work really hard and I'm, I'm really careful of not turning our church into you know, a Republican rally or a Democratic rally. It's supposed to be a rally for Jesus. 
but I also care about you and the schools your kids go to and the care that you're receiving and the community in which we live. And I, and I, can't, and I can't just do this. So pray for me in the next couple days as I craft just, just a statement about what I believe needs to happen in our home state of California. And I know many of you are sandals anywhere. You, you, you've got your own unique problems. And one of the problems I see with religious leaders is they try to speak to America. Look, I, I've traveled America. It's very different everywhere. And there are different issues everywhere. There are different issues. And so what we need to do is we, we need to be awake to what's happening in our communities. Okay? And I don't think we have to flee, and I don't think we have to fight. I think we have to be wise. And that's what I hope I'm going to be leading you to do, as I'm sure I equally offend you all. All right, number four, be intentional on focusing where we agree as a church. Where do we agree as a church? Here's, here's what the Apostle Paul is doing. He's saying, hey, let's bring it back to Jesus. There were contentious issues, and some of you missed it during our study. So one of the issues that we kind of just glossed over was, was how politically active should the church be in Roman politics? Rome was constantly in a state of division and upheaval. Rome was politically volatile, where one day a guy was a general, the next day he was a Caesar, the next day he was dead. And the apostle Paul said, man, that's crazy land. Be very, very careful and basically support and pray for whatever nut comes to power. That's what he says. And just trust that somehow, someway, God's in charge of all that mess. But you need to be focused on what you're supposed to be doing, which is caring for the sick and reaching people who don't know Jesus. And one of the reasons the Christians won the hearts of Rome was not because they went to the polls, but it's because they ministered to the sick. They cared for the needy. And one of the things that made the church very different 2,000 years ago from Roman population where you stuck with your social class, you stuck with your race, you hung with your gender, is the church is where slave and free worship together, where owner and master prayed to the same God, where men and women sat together and learned. And the church was radically different and had a sign out front that said, all are welcome. They never compromised the call of Christ but they also never call, compromise on the invitation of Christ. Romans 14, 18, and 19, for the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of America, not the Republic of California or whatever state you're in, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Are you full of those things? Peace and joy in the Holy Spirit? You're like, I just, I'm just so happy, Pastor. <laughs> yeah, we can tell. We can tell. Listen to me. I know many of you are frustrated. Many of you are angry. But anger is not a spiritual gift from God. It is actually a weapon of the enemy. Our Jesus, our Christ, as he was murdered on a cross, as he experienced the greatest level of injustice in the history of the world, said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's your example, not the devil. He says, if you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you. Too. So, so, so then let us aim, aim not for being critical, okay, not for being offended, not for being against. Let us aim for harmony in the church to try to build each other up I guarantee you, if we run through a list of issues, we're going to disagree at some point. That's why we need to run to Jesus to find a place where we can agree. Marriages fall apart because they overly focus on what's wrong and they fail to focus on what's right. They're more interested in their anger than they are the hope of grace. Run to where you agree, not to where you disagree. So many of us, We'll, we'll, we'll leave a church because we agree with 99%, but that pastor, he rubs the 1% I don't like, I'm out of here. You're a fool. 
You're a fool to throw away a church, to throw away a relationship, to throw away anything where you agree with 99%, but not one. You listen to me talk, you listen to me talk long enough? There, you know, that, that was it, that was it. Man, that guy had me for six years, but I knew if I waited long enough, he would expose himself. That sounded really bad. <clears throat> you know what I mean. Number five, realize that some issues, sorry, some issues come down to personal choice. I know you don't like it, but Paul says you're wrong. Not me, I love you. The apostle Paul says you're off. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Translation, what you put in your body. What you put in your body. We gotta be really careful when as a church, we speak about what someone else does with their body. And some of you say, oh, well, that's why I'm pro-choice. Well, that's two bodies. The mothers and the babies. And we love both. And so we speak for both. See what I'm saying? We gotta be careful. Remember, all foods are acceptable. But it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else that might cause another believer, here's the word, stumble. Is it gonna mess them up? You may believe there's nothing wrong with what you're doing, but keep it, whoa, this is so good. Keep it between yourself and God. You're like, I can't do that. I got a post about this. <laughs> I know some of you right now are crafting an Instagram post that was just between you and Jesus. And every follower you have. That's why Jesus said, when you pray, go in your closet. There's some things that are between you and the Lord. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something that they've decided is right. But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you're sinning. You're sinning if you go ahead and do it, for you are not following your convictions. If you do anything that you believe is not right, you are sinning. So how on earth as believers can we approach the COVID vaccine? Number one, get off Google and invite God into this decision process. Invite God. I know what you've read. I, man, you guys, every crazy thing that you guys feel or read, they're gonna stick a computer chip inside me and follow me. Okay, what's so important about you? <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just curious. And, and, and for the record, some of you guys, well, the government wants to follow. They're already following you. And I can prove it. I was reading my book this week. And by the way, everybody who buys that book on Audible, it was hard. <laughs> I, was, I kid you not. I was, I was in studio reading and I said these words. I kid you not. I have witnesses. And I said, the serpent says, and Siri said, I'm sorry, I didn't understand. Whoa, can I get an amen, Alexa? <laughs> or I guess I should have said, Alexa, can I get an amen? <laughs> Proverbs 10, 27 says this, the fear of the Lord lengthens one's life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. So many of you Christians, you're wrong on this. You say, well, my life's in God's hands. Well, he's put your life in your hands. Well, God's already decided everything. Then why on earth does he ever ask you to do anything? Let me give it to you in Hebrew. Yamim tosif. To lengthen one's days. You know what that means? And this is scary. Listen to me, young people, our youth group. Your decisions can lengthen your life or cut it short can lengthen your life or cut it short. And some of you are gonna stand before God, well, it must've been my time. And others are like, nope, you made a dumb decision. You're like, oh. So make the best decision you can. And just say, here's what the Bible says. And I know it's confusing. God, give me wisdom. What should I do? Next, support and affirm the personal choice of each believer. You're gonna be in a small group and some people are gonna get vaccinated and some people are not. And that's okay. Look, we have doctors in our church that don't agree, okay? 
And when I was in biology, I was just like, ah, you know, they don't agree. And some of you, you need to remember how you did in biology. Because D doesn't stand for dynamic. And F ain't fantastic. You're like, well, I read on the internet. You know, I got an email this week from a pastor who said, I read on, uh, I, I read an article that said, you'd punch anybody that did a gay marriage. And he said, I kid you not, you want my address? That's not what I said. That's what the article said I said. Isn't this interesting? Listen to me, church. He assumed that the article was accurate in reporting what I said. And he wants to hold me accountable with violence for something I did not say. Let's talk about what he just actually sent. He's confronting me about the violent act. I did not threaten by threatening me with a violent act. That's today's Christian. Romans 14, 22. You may believe that there's nothing wrong with your doing. What you're doing, but keep it between yourself and God. It cracks me up, man. Politicians come to me, they're like, we gotta get the church united. I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay, let's just do that today. I'll put out a phone call. Good Lord. We've lost our minds. I, this is radical. People are individuals. Whoa. So just, just give room for personal liberty. Next, my liberal friends, I love you. Let's hug. I love you. Can you just recognize that no medical procedure is 100% safe? Well, it's safe, it's safe, it's safe. Let, let me stop, stop, stop. No medical procedure is safe. They call it medical practice. It's not called medical safety. Okay, so stop judging people because they're a little bit concerned about a brand new vaccine. Just stop and have some compassion and say, you know what? I could maybe understand why you might be concerned. Well, the CDC, yeah, the Center for Distorted and Distrustful you know, Communication. My gosh, you wanna, you wanna watch how not to communicate? There you go, okay? And we can start with by letting doctors who have fears, objections, and concerns not be banned on Facebook and Instagram and social media. My gosh, I don't care what you think, but if you're like an actual scientist, we need to see in a transparent, open way. Again, I, I, I could be totally wrong, but that used to be liberty. And we need to understand that some people might be concerned. Yeah, and maybe they're crazy. Maybe they're crazy. We got some of those at Sandals. I hug them too. Come on, let's come in. Bring it in. Bring it in. Security, where are you? Bring it in. <laughs> it's okay. But some of you Republicans, you ready for this? You drive me crazy. You make me angry. Oh, I think this is fake. You know what? It's not fake for the people in our church who've died. It's not fake to them. I mean, some of you, I, I, I just don't get it. You know, there's like a 0.0%, 1.456, whatever percent chance it is that the vaccine could kill you. And you're like, that's crazy. But then double that dies of the, of, of, of the, of the actual disease. And you're like, well, that's a really small. Well, what is it? We've all gone crazy. Let's come back to Christ. Can we just recognize that COVID-19 is dangerous and it has killed members in our church? Can we just be honest with that? And some of you are like, I'm, I'm leaving. Well, goodbye. I, I don't understand why that's offensive. Some of you are more Democrat, more Republican than you are about Jesus. And that's just the bottom line. We gotta understand. We're not gonna all agree. My wife and I, when we talk about vaccines, we don't agree. I love her, I'm not kicking her out. And I'm praying she doesn't kick me out. All right, you guys are listening slow, here we go. Next, can, can you just be honest in your own personal health and risk assessment? Everybody thinks they're super fit, super fit. I wanted so badly to take my shirt off for this point. And the, the, the board and the leadership team was like. I was like, it's a good idea. Look, here's what I would say. 
as your pastor, I really struggled when I was super sick with COVID. Why on earth did I get it so bad? Not everybody does. My family was a lot of families. My son, no symptoms at all. My wife, mild cold. My daughter, like a bad flu. Me, I thought I was gonna die. We never know how, what we're gonna get, but can you be honest about your health success, you know, your, your actual health? And so I'm like, I'm in pretty good shape. One of the things I like to watch is like middle-aged men with big gut sprint on Instagram. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. Cause yeah, maybe you were fast 30 years ago, but if your gut is gonna cross the finish line before you are, you know, you just do it, do it, do it, and you just start going and they fall down. Be honest, like if, if you can't run a mile, you, this disease might affect you cardiovascularly. You need to assess your risk. And let me just say this, there's risks on both sides. There's a small risk with the vaccine and there's a small risk with the disease, you might die. You gotta assess your risk. Don't think you are better than you, you really are. Amen, Dennis Schroeder? That's the Lakers reference. His decision, thank you, Fredo. His decision just cost him 15 million bucks a year. He just cost himself more money than I'll make my entire life. He's half my age. Your decision might cost you your life. Look at what the Bible says. Don't think you're better than you really are. We all do. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself. Be honest. Next, final point. Care about how your decisions impact others. Let me just tell you my story. I've been vaccinated before. When I was in the military, we were beginning our campaign in the Middle East. It was gonna be a brief war. You know, 30 years later, we're still there. But we were engaging with an enemy that was using chemical weapons. And so I had to walk through a hall in the United States military, shirt off. They put bandages in both arms. I'm like, what are these for? They're like the bleeding after you walk through. I'm like, what? So I'm walking through this hallway with, with bandages, bandages in my hand and I'm walking through and these nurses are, they didn't give us shots back then. They injected it in you, like think of a nail gun. They just shoot the vaccine straight into your arms because you know needles are expensive and you're a soldier and you're expendable, right? So we just gotta walk through this thing, like, dish, 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 right? And then we walk out into this field, this open field and we all stand there bleeding and crying. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't crying, but other soldiers were crying. <laughs> And we're all crying and a doctor comes out, we called him captain. The doctor comes out and he says, some of you may receive some allergic reactions, but fear not because we have EpiPens available for all of you that start shaking and pass out. And sure enough, I'm looking around and people are like oh, foaming at the mouths and they're running over. They're gonna be okay. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And you're like, what is this draconian, magical, horrific time of which you speak? It was called the 90s. But you know why I got vaccinated? so you could decide not to be vaccinated. I was gonna join the army so you could have the right to be a moron or you could have the right to be right. See, that's the great thing in America. But that's, that's, that's why I joined the army. Next, I've been vaccinated before to go on the mission field to tell people about Jesus. I've been to countries that have diseases we don't fight. And I had to be vaccinated to go tell those people about Jesus. Yeah, there's a risk. There's a risk. And some of you, man, you just, you just wanna stay in your little bunker your whole life. And let me tell you something, one day you're gonna stand before a Lord who tells those people you're a wicked, lazy servant. And I never called you to be safe, I called you to follow me. I've been vaccinated so you could have free speech and I've been vaccinated so I could freely tell people about Jesus. We just gotta recognize it's not just about us. As an American, as an American, it can be all about yourself. But as a Christian, it can't, it can't. So just when you make your decision that I'll respect whatever it is, don't send me the email. Whatever your decision is, I affirm it. Yay you. But when you make your decision, whatever it is. Has anybody noticed I haven't told you what my decision is? Hmm. Wonder why that is, because it doesn't matter. It's your decision, make it wisely. Don't be selfish, don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others, wait for it, is better than yourselves. Don't look out for only your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Just pray about it today. Pray about it. Say, God, what do you want me to do? Be convicted in your own heart and make your decision and let the rest of us affirm each other 
for the risks we make about our own health on our own, on our own. Let's pray in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we pray in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus that we would have just grace for each other in this controversial, dividing issue that makes us critical of each other. Lord, help us to have a special amount of grace and liberty for people who look at the evidence and make a different decision than we do. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. And this is why I love our pastor. He says some tough things, but they're real. They, they are what we need to hear, and they are based on the Word of God. This message hits us all in different ways. And if there's one thing that I take away, well, actually, there's a lot of things I take away from this message. But one thing I want to focus on, and it's this idea of others. A lot of times we are, we're so focused on ourselves, we can't see anyone else around us. One of the ways we can start seeing others is to help other people, serve other people. That's why I would love for you to be a part of the real team, to volunteer on the real team. It doesn't matter where you are in this world, you can be a part of what we do here on the online campus or at your Sandals Church anywhere location. If you want to know more, please get connected on our growth path found on our Sandals Church app and discover how you can start serving others by being a part of the real team, by volunteering on the real team. You know, last weekend at our local campuses, we baptized 211 people. 96 of them were adults and 115 of them were kids. In fact, my wife and I were able to baptize our two oldest kids. I'm telling you this, nothing is better than seeing people make a decision to follow Jesus for the rest of their life and then follow Jesus in his footsteps in the act of baptism. That's why this Sunday we are excited to baptize three individuals at our Sandals Church Anywhere location in Rancho Cucamonga, California. We would love for you all to join us. You can join with us in this celebration this Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on our Sandals Church Instagram Live. All you have to do is Sandals Church Instagram and we're gonna be live. It's going to be awesome. And you know why we're able to tell people about Jesus and get 211 people baptized here, there, and everywhere? It's because you give. Thanks for supporting this amazing work that we get to do. If you have never given but would like to give, go to give.sc or you can give right on the Sandals Church app. Here is my prayer as you leave today. And it comes from the book of James, which is in the Bible. James 1.22, it says, don't just listen to the word, you must do what it says. Friends, don't just sing the songs you just sang and just listen to the words of Pastor Matt and the word of God that he gave you today. Do what it says, live it out. Because our world needs us to live like Jesus in a culture, a world, a country, a state, a city that doesn't. We need you to live out this Jesus life. I hope to see you again real soon.